Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the UW Film Club podcast, where each week we invite a member of the club onto the show to talk about a movie of their choosing. Now, that movie can be good, bad, topically relevant, or anything in between. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Arietta, and joining me, it's the Burger King of Seattle, Louie Golub. Yep, that's me. <laughs> another one of my co-hosts is the young gun, Cynthia Lee. Yeah, hello. That's me. And on this week's podcast, we have Isaac Flores. Hello. <laughs> Isaac, t- tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into it. Uh, so I'm a sophomore at UW. Um, I started coming to film club freshman year, winter quarter. Uh, Cynthia is the one who actually got me involved because she told me how much fun it was, and I decided to join and been coming ever since. Well, the positive words for the, uh, the train wreck we run over here. Join film club. <laughs> uh, but this week, the film you chose is not topically relevant. Well, because you can say topically relevant for the week that we're recording. Oh yeah, trailer. Uh, but yeah. it is a good movie. Uh, uh, it is Spider-Man Two, Sam Raimi's 2004 follow-up to the successful uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, tell us why you picked this movie. Uh, you know, I've always been a superhero fan in general. Um, this was one of my childhood favorites. I have the whole trilogy on DVD, and I used to watch them a lot, you know, growing up. You know, road trips, um, free time, pretty much any time. I distinctly remember going to see Spider-Man 3 in theaters with my mom. Um, you know, I take it more of the experience, not necessarily the plot line as the yeah. good memory. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do I get into it? I'll well, get into well, it. Sure, This yeah. is a long time coming. <laughs> this is like Louis. You know, favorite. this has been a while. I've been referencing Spider-Man for a long time on this podcast, and that's because the uh, Holy Trilogy, as I refer to it, is very dear to my heart. Uh, I love the Spider-Man series. It's actually uh, one of the first movies I remember watching in theaters is Spider-Man 2. And it's just always, I've always, I had the DVDs as well, you know, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. And I used to watch Spider-Man 1 a lot as a kid. Then when Spider-Man 3 came out, I went to the theaters, saw it, loved it, uh, the plot line and everything. I don't know why people are hating on it that much. Still, I don't care about that, but I'm going to get into it later on. Uh, and I actually watched Spider-Man 3 more than I watched any other film. I've said this before, but it's true. I've watched Spider-Man 3 like more than 25 times. And I love that movie. And I love Spider-Man 2 as well. Objectively, I think Spider-Man 2 is a little bit better. Uh, but, you know, I like the movies. It's, it's like, yeah. choosing, it's like choosing between children, you know? I like the movies a lot. Either way. I just rewatched these films for like the first time probably since like 2008. <laughs> so, uh, I rewatched Spider-Man. Oh, I take it back. Spider-Man I rewatched on Thanksgiving yeah. last year, so mm-hmm. like 2017 last year. Um, and there's a lot of noise going on, so I don't consider it like a rewatch. But mm-hmm. uh, watching it during Thanksgiving, I'm all like, this film is dealing with a lot of themes that like. A lot of deeper interpersonal themes that a lot of these superhero movies aren't even getting close to like covering or touching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially two. Yeah, or the one we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so I rewatched Spider-Man yesterday, 
mm-hmm. and then I followed it up with Spider Man immediately after. You can't just do two and like not be context of one, right? I mean, uh, to be honest, you can. They're, they're, they so. stand alone pretty of, like, well. There's a lot of like context. You, you know, yeah, but they give you all the context at the beginning, though. Like, well, they attempt to. It's like yeah. the little. It's just like the little comic book intro credit sequence where you get yeah. Like, yeah. Just a reminder. It's not like previously on Spider Man. Sure. Yeah. Sure, I'm, but you can you can kind of tell like uh, what's going on from even his first his first speech about Mary Jane. Yeah. They, you still know that they're not together. There's also the fact that when they go to his birthday, you know, uh, James Franco, uh, his character, mm-hmm. forget his name now. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> bad man. Yes. Uh, he you know talks about trying to find Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's your friend you shoot the pictures of? And mm-hmm. all that, so you get that part of the story too from just that one scene, which is fantastic. And you also get the, you know, Uncle Ben stuff. Yeah. But that's obvious yeah, if yeah. you know anything, anything about, about Spider-Man. Yeah. So they, he really did a good job at like giving a, a subtle refresher of the original, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this first Spider-Man, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, for me, when I watched, I mean, I also just rewatched Spider-Man 2 yesterday, and I just remember vividly, like, watching them, like, on TNT on replays, or, like, TBS, or whatever, whatever channel played them over and over again, and Spider-Man would always be on, like, on a Saturday afternoon, <laughs> and so that was just how it's been kept in my memory. I don't exactly remember when I watched it the first time, nor do I have any memory of, like, me experiencing it. I do know I really liked Spider-Man 2 when I was a kid, and that opinion has slightly changed upon rewatch. So, all right, we'll get into it. In <laughs> before before we get into like the the action movie itself, let's talk about like the significance of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The superhero films, okay? Mm-hmm. Superhero films now are not what they were when this movie came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we talk about significant movie films talking or significant superhero films are talking like first of all is like first one is uh christopher reeve superman yeah. yes okay yeah and then you have tim burton's batman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, uh i think it's, it's very successful is it 89 or 90 yeah something like that uh you have that that's another bullet point right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have like this weird like x-men spider-man bit right mm-hmm. well you have one very very important uh overlooked Thing in between that, Unbreakable, um, two thousand. Like in terms of like DC, very important. Marvel, very important. And well, people always look yeah, but like Unbreakable <laughs> isn't like the, it doesn't set the template, right? Yeah, we're not talking about like the, when you talk about like the significant like that changes to the tra- that changes the trajectory, right? It's, it's usually Spider-Man, and X-Men, right? Yeah, there was no Marvel studio at this point. Yes, yeah. yes. Marvel in the nineties like. Shit show. bricks. Yeah. They were like, comics were like, literally in the toilet. Like, no one, yeah. they sold off all, the reason why Sony has uh, Spider-Man and they sold Fox, off the rights, right? they sold off the rights to yeah. need money. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's why you have, uh, like, Sony and, uh, Sony and, um, Fox. Fox do their own little bits. They start yeah. with X-Men 2000. Oof. Then you have Spider-Man, which is Sony's at first shot. It's mm-hmm. 2002. 2002, yeah. and then you have Massively successful. Yeah. Uh, I'm no historian, but I would say Spider-Man was a bigger splash than, than X-Men. X-Men. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably changed the trajectory. There are, you know, for some people, I would say it's the opposite, but 
for the majority of people, Spider-Man is oh, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, I think definitely it's easier bigger. when you center on one character. Exactly. For sure. Well, yeah. I think just X-Men has been shitting so much. Like, at least like with the continuing Spider-Man films, like they're not the worst thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. these um, other X-Men films that have come off from that just they're no. Awful. But I mean, it, just keep in mind like how big of an international cultural thing uh, Spider-Man is in comparison to the That's true, other yeah. uh, superhero. X-Men isn't as popular uh, internationally as as Spider-Man is. Like when Spider-Man, you know, those are, you know, in Dubai, as I always said, they, we don't get movies that often. Uh, so uh, the only things that we really get are like big blockbusters and Spider-Man, we actually used to get it one day early Ooh. in Dubai because it's not much. Yeah, because of how much, uh... What? No, no, it's actually, no, at that time we were still releasing on Fridays, but, uh... That specific film was released on a Thursday just because of the demand for it. They made a lot of money. It was, like, basically the yeah. only thing that was playing in, yeah. in a lot of theaters, so... Uh, that's just some anecdotal evidence as to why I think, uh, Spider-Man uh -huh. is bigger, but I just, you know, just from... Just from knowing the Spider-Man, you know, the tr first trilogy, everybody yeah. was talking about it at the time. I mean, that I feel like thing. it's all-encompassing. Oh. Like, I mean, growing up, you see so much merchandise, even yeah. not related yeah, to the movie. Yes, like, exactly. I had Spider-Man bed sheets for quite a while as a kid. Um, backpacks, you name yeah. it, they you, it's pretty easy to find it. Dress up as Spider-Man for Halloween. So yeah. let's solidify, like, this argument with, like, numbers, right? Mm -hmm. So X-Men... Recent 2000 makes a global world, worldwide bow of 296 million. That's that's pretty good. Right? That's pretty good, but not okay. Now look at Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> now, Spider now 2002 Spider-Man makes a global bow of 821. <laughs> so Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, uh, I think we'll go with that, uh, yeah. and then Spider-Man 2 does 783. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does less. It does less. Yeah. It does uh, Quality's there better and more, but not not by not by a significant amount. So that's because why they made the third one. You know, I'm a big I'm a big fan of these two films. They are dated. Like yeah. Spider-Man One it has <laughs> some like dated CG has like some like straight up comic book. Like they are like oh well, let's pull straight out of the comic book and like, like there's the skeletons, right? Yeah. Or there's like this the. Cheesy one-liners, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they still do. do they they, they have that in Spider-Man too. They have that in Spider-Man yeah. too. But I feel like it, it, it really adds to the to the story. It's not that like very very you know dark series. It's before you know Dark Knight. So yeah, mm -hmm. which well, to, to finish off this like little history Fuck lesson for you. Then, <laughs> next, the next two films that are like significant are like uh, um, like Dark Knight and Iron Man, yeah. and yeah. those are like. With the two catalysts because Iron Man sets off Marvel and then the Dark Knight sets off Warner Brothers in like a completely like wrong direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like we're talking about like they would go like, okay, well dark work before and let's just go yes. dark. Which yes. would have been fine. They you know, they make shitty moves, right? Mm -hmm. Like Superman's supposed to be hopeful and stuff like mm -hmm. that, but like you can make it I guess more grounded. Uh, more like, grounded. Don't make it look like trash stuff. But yeah, go ahead. yeah. No, like, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you because like BVS and Justice League, League are like they look bad. They're yeah. really like they just look bad. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you know, say what you will about the content of the movie, it's just not visually mm -hmm. appealing, and I I don't like that. I don't like that. 
So that's that. I mean, you have your Spider-Man come out. It's groundbreaking, huge box office success. Everyone wants to do it. That's how they sets off mm -hmm. this catalyst of superhero films. And now we're like totally fucked because all the blockbusters are now superhero films. And, Pretty uh, much. Yeah. yeah. What is Marvel releasing this year? Everything. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Spider-Man. Avengers. Avengers. That's it. I mean, yeah. they shifted it from two movies a year to three. I mean, maybe in the future they'll go to four or something. That might be a bit too much even for me. No, isn't, aren't they doing like, uh, or did they delay the Inhumans or whatever? The no, that got canceled. That got canceled. Yeah, yeah, because it was show. so bad. I didn't even well, bother watching it. Well, it was supposed it. to be a movie. Yeah. yeah. And then they go to a TV show. Uh, and the TV show is, like, it is bad. Like, it was memed. It was yeah. memed into uh, infinity. Memed into oblivion. <laughs> There's the wig. You remember the wig? Yeah, the girl, one of those powers is like just a, 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 like a wig that moves or whatever, hair that like entangles people, and it looks so fucking bad. <laughs> it just looked awful. And then the thing got canceled after one season. They had uh, they played the first two episodes in IMAX at the theater. Oh. I remember walking by because they had all the posters at the Regal. Out. Wait, they put they play the the first two episodes of the theater. Yes. <laughs> Who spent money on that? <laughs> and it was it just got shit on. So candle canceled. Like all these Netflix shows are getting canceled too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a shame. I liked a lot of the TV shows. Like Luke Cage was really good. Daredevil. Pretty good. Daredevil season one, I feel is is amazing. Yes. Season two gets a little. I like the first half of season two with the Punisher is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I but guess. then it gets Electra. That's not really. She's not that good of a character, to be honest, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't really care, and I don't really like Defenders either that much. Like, I it's not memorable it. at all, in my it's opinion. Jessica Jones, the first season, is pretty good mm -hmm. as well. I haven't seen the second one though. And I was really optimistic about Iron Fist, but that like was atrocious. Like yeah, I everything I like about Iron Fist did not exist. Yeah, and then I was also, I was very excited about the Punisher uh, TV series, and the mm -hmm. first season just turned out to be eh, it's good. Yeah, and I was like, I don't really want to continue this, you know. Yeah, they're focusing too much on the wrong stuff for Punisher, in my opinion. It needs to be more violent. Yeah. Be nice. <laughs> um, back to Spider-Man. <laughs> back to Spider-Man 2. Uh, Let's start off with why we like this film. Yeah. Okay, because uh, I am a vocal uh, opponent of current superhero films. Yeah, I, I Not feel a fan. that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Not a fan at all. And when I look at this film, it is, I mentioned it before, the, these Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2 are functioning on a thematic level that is deeper than any of these current <laughs> Marvel films. Yeah. They're all interpersonal, all the scenes matter, uh, there are actual stakes, mm -hmm. and, and it the, just functions. And the comedy is good, too. And it's like not overused. Yeah. yeah. When they actually do the comedy. There's no Ben Jerry's or like Squidward yeah. jokes anywhere. Yeah. Like the world is ending, Tony Stark makes a Squidward joke. Like, <laughs> what? What the fuck's going on here? Just, just cut that shit out. Hey, what was, what was it? If we, uh, if we're not, glass, we glass uses like jokes in like really bad ways. Oh man, okay. And I almost thought about tweeting something like, "I am revoking joke privileges from every movie until we can learn how to use them properly." <laughs> jokes, but yeah, these films are like Spider-Man, and Spider-Man Two are functioning on like a level yeah. that is like way deeper than like these current ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they like I did say before, they are dated, especially the first one, 
Second one tones it down. The yeah, second one, yeah, tones, second one down tones down the, the date. The, the comp, yeah, so you can like take Spider-Man 2 and move it out of that period. There are some dates, but not, not nearly as bad as the first one. They are functioning much higher, and that's why I respect these two films more. Also, it could be a little bit of a nostalgia factor. Uh, I think we're all people who grew up on Spider-Man. You know, I went yeah. to like yeah. the cereal boxes, uh, the cheese it boxes, the marketing all over for Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I was in it. Mm-hmm. I was there. Buying it all. For us, it was like uh, Lay's chips that was uh, marketed as Spider-Man. It was like ketchup chips as well. Yeah. Pretty... I remember cereal boxes with like mini web shooters in them. Yeah. Like, they had like water too. They yeah. Had, like, water yeah. inside of them. For sure. It's like one of the few action figures I actually fought. Like my action <laughs> figure of Spider-Man. I had an action figure of Spider-Man from like the first movie where he fought the Green Goblin and he's like all torn up and he's like his half face is mm-hmm. revealed. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. that. Yo, this is bringing me back, holy shit. My parents didn't like they thought like the end fight sequence with Willem Dafoe, who was great in that movie, was like too violent. <laughs> they thought like they were like they seen Tobey Maguire get the shit kicked out of him and I'm like, this is too violent for Greg. And, you would have been like wait till Spider-Man time. 2. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I mean Spider-Man 2 is not as violent. Yo, that that Dr. Octopus scene though. Oh yeah, that's what that, 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 that was really that, 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 that's him like going, that's Sam Raimi going back yeah. to like <laughs> that, is, yeah. Yeah. that was dark. Yeah. <laughs> I actually f- forgot how <laughs> how dark that was. Yeah. You know, until I watched it again. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, I... Oh, crazy. oh my god. <laughs> it's straight out of a horror film. Yeah. So, Cynthia, why do you like these films more? Um... Or, I shouldn't presume, but... Oh, <laughs> I mean, I do like these films, a, like, a lot more than a lot of the Marvel films. Sorry. But, um, I just think it fun Like, as you said, it, like, thematically, it functions at a different level. And for me, like, Spider-Man 2, like, although it's, like, it's more about him like peter parker it's it's not a character study but it i think it's attempting to be one and that's i like enjoy the intent attempt of doing it rather than being just like oh i'm a superhero cool like i get to do all these things like it really dug deep into like oh the consequences of becoming a superhero it's not just like this cool factor that i get to do it's he Mm -hmm. like really grapples with his like personal life versus this thing and he like I don't think he's in the suit even that much in this film. No, like, not really. A good three fourths of this film is him like trying to figure out his self and like his own confidence in terms of where he stands, and that's what I really enjoy. Also, you can see what's going on in this film. Like when they Doc Ock and Spider Man are fighting, I can see the motions going on. Where like these new Marvel yeah. films. Yeah, you can see. What, I can't see what is shit. happening. The camera doesn't just like move in crazy yeah. positions all the time. Let's first jumping off point. There are a lot of jumping off points we can start. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try them all. I don't care if we go over an hour. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good movie. I'm gonna edit this podcast like right, like right after this actually. Um, so we can release it on time. First things first. Let's talk about the themes, okay? The what I noticed is watching back both these movies back to back. The first one is about choice. This one's about responsibility. Spider-Man is learning his powers, it's an origin story. He yeah. is trying to figure out what is the right thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. beats up the bullies, was that the right thing to do? Yeah. Like, uh, Uncle Ben's like, great power, great responsibility. Mm-hmm. One of the greatest, uh, was it in the comics? Does anyone yeah. know if that's in the comics? I think, yes. Probably in the comics. comics. One of the greatest lines ever, like, written, mm-hmm. uh, uttered in a movie. So, like, everyone, Very everyone uses yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Even outside of the movie, they use mm-hmm. it for, like, just, like, terse sayings now. 
Um, but the film operates in choice. Uh, even the Green Goblin, at the climax on the Brooklyn Bridge, like you have a choice. Either be people or do you want Mary Jane? Who do you want to be? Uh, the second one evolves the same concept. It's they do utter great uh, great power comes great responsibility, but they like take responsibility and like really push it on there because Spider Man, right from the get go, Spider Man is like breaking his promises for like everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. not delivering things on pizza time. Mm -hmm. Delivering late. <laughs> pizza time. Pizza time. <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Which is the lady from Bones? Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. 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 Um, he's. Falling late on his assignments, he's not hanging out with his friends. Yeah. He's missing Mary Jane's play all the time. <laughs> he's just like breaking responsibility. He's not following up on that, right? He's assumed the role of Spider-Man, and now he is trying to, uh, like, I guess, manage it, right? How do you manage your personal life, and how do you manage your superhero life? And yeah. Where do you mm -hmm. draw the line, right? And at some point, the whole fit. At some point, he has to make the decision of saying. I have to assume responsibility of being Spider-Man, but I also have to assume responsibility of being Peter Parker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he takes on both, and he kind of achieves that. He achieves balance by the end of the time because he makes Mary Jane comes to an understanding, saying, uh, "I love you." Peter Parker comes to an understanding, he's like, "I love you too," um, and they come to like this mutual understanding that if they are to be together, they have to be, they have to understand the responsibility of being husband and wife. And also Spider Man and uh, like Mary Jane. Yes. Yeah. No, it's uh, it is it is pretty deep. I, I do like that about the film. But I also you know uh, did not expect to see some actual uh, necessarily good cinematography because still it's a two thousands movie. Mm -hmm. So there, yeah. there is a very you know big opportunity for it mm -hmm. to not look good. But there are a lot of scenes, especially like the party. Where uh, Mary Jane is with the, uh, the other astronaut. The astronaut. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very well shot. Wait, are we pivoting to cinematography? Oh, are we? Yeah, I thought I we were talking about we're themes. Not, talking about themes. I'm all in this thing. <laughs> sure. Uh, as for like, the theme, the I, yeah. I do think, uh, yeah, he, yeah, I agree with you entirely about the choice aspect of, of this. Well, responsibility aspect of this. Uh, well, actually, it's even it's kind of both to be honest. He has to choose uh, one or the other at certain points in time. He comes to like a, a like a, a zero sum game yeah. arrival where he's like <laughs> he's taking on both. Yeah. he understands the responsibility of being Peter Parker and he understands yeah. the responsibility yeah. of being Spider Man. I don't uh, think he really needs to like choose at this point because there are points in this film where he only gets he only has to like experience one thing and then he experiences the other and he just comes to. A, the reason why I, because you can't, they both kind of, they're both kind of deriving coming from with great power comes great responsibility. And they're both, like, if on the surface, if you just say, like, these two themes are very simplistic and you can say they're very equitable. Mm -hmm. But I think what makes it responsibility is that Doc Ock's responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the film, he's the one that assumes responsibility. He's like, I've caused this yeah. nuclear fission that's going to destroy New York. I'm gonna assume responsibility of it. Not Peter Parker's gonna stop it. He saw, He takes responsibility of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then pretty much everything that Peter Parker does outside of being Spider-Man is about him dealing and addressing his own like yeah personal thing. issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I do want to say uh, one thing. You know, off of that, Doctor, you know, Doc Ock basically focusing on him 
uh, is done so much better than most Marvel movies. He's a good villain. Too. He's like, a good he is villain. one of the he's best villains. Actually. Yeah, actually, like he has yeah. some development. Mm -hmm. You know, he starts off very uh, genuine, he, nice guy. Yeah, genuine, nice guy. You know, and and, Alfred and has like, the really cool. Yeah, <laughs> he is really cool. Uh, so yeah, he starts off as this uh, really cool guy, really nice guy who uh, says, Rosie, I love this boy, you know, mm -hmm. to Peter Parker, uh, well, to Rosie, but yeah, um, then when, when he does, does the, you know, the experiment goes wrong, yeah, yeah, he loses yeah. the inhibitor oh, yeah, and chip, so that's also, you know, explained in a nice scene where he's kind of talking to himself, you know, these voices, mm -hmm. they're in my head. Uh, Peter Parker was right. Uh -huh. No, but it was working, wasn't it? You know, that kind yeah. of stuff, that in, in, internal dialogue that we're hearing mm -hmm. outside was pretty nice, yeah. I feel. I think like they're it. mirroring each other. I mean, like, it's basically the same thing. Like, Doc Ock says at the beginning of the movie, like, when you have a gift, it's your duty to use it to serve the people. Yes, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of like Peter Parker and Doc Ock, they're both trying to deal with it in their own ways. I mean, obviously, Doc Ock does it more violently, yeah. and Peter Parker ends up walking away, but in the end, they both kind of resolve their internal issues. Mm -hmm. And also, like, Doc Ock never assumed, like, he has at the end, but, like, there, you mentioned Peter Parker, like, calls him out, like, this is not going to work, it's scientifically wrong, and uh, Doc Ock He's is like, like, no, this is going to happen. I've done the math. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And then when the little arms tell him no, he doesn't assume responsibility that he caused the mistake and he like pins the death of his wife on Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another point of like not assuming responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, another facet of responsibility is like how does Peter Parker work into the death of Harry Osborn's uh, dad? Yeah. Yeah. Like Green he's Goblin. like he has to come to terms with that. He also comes to terms with the fact that his choice uh, with um, Uncle, no, Aunt May. He is like confessed to Aunt May. He's like, yeah, like what my my choice uh, resulted in the death of Uncle Ben, and he's like assuming responsibility for that too. So he's like, he's basically ripping off the bandage. He's saying, I had a hand in the death of your father. I had a hand in the death of Uncle Ben. I had a hand in like uh, neglecting uh, Mary Jane. Yeah, I have like a hand in everything. Mm -hmm. Now I'm assuming responsibility, I'm not neglecting anymore, I'm here now, and that's like how he develops over the film. So, mm -hmm. um, and everything is like feeding Character into development. This. Yeah. Everything is feeding yeah. into this. <laughs> everything is like feeding into this like central theme. Um, one thing I saw on, re on rewatch for the first one is it's very interpersonal. A lot of these superhero films now are not like... Save the world. It's like save the world, mm -hmm. right? And it's not justice prevails. Yeah. It's not small scale as it is with like um, Spider-Man, right? So I mean, like, you have the Green Goblin. It gets worse and worse, like progressively as like they, movies continue. Yeah, they try to, like, the, the, you know, the fact that there's like a shared universe now makes every movie less appealing. Yeah, like, like Spider-Man. Like Ant-Man Two, they're in San Francisco. And it's smaller but like, scale, but yeah. like you also. But like you know, you know that there's gonna be something bigger later on, so it doesn't really matter yeah. what's happening yeah. in this, this thing, because there's gonna be big universe and whatever. It's just and like Ant Man is a small scale film that you think would capitalize this, 
but I wrote my review that you can read on students.watching.com <laughs> that it doesn't like capitalize on like its smaller premise. Like it is like one of the fewer films in the franchise that's not about like this galactic conquest. Yeah. And it's not feeding into like this personal character of who. Yeah. Uh, and it only does so in like the, uh, the second one. The first one kind of does it. Because he has like that bit about his daughter and like mm-hmm. he's like being a probation person and yeah. he's mm-hmm. fucking up. He's going to be like away from his daughter and it's a little bit there. But it's not like, it's not like. Like literally everything in Spider-Man feeds into this like one central theme and every time you cut away from Spider-Man it is like this meaningful tactile emotion that it's feeding yeah it's like serving a purpose yeah it's not like the weight of the world is in his hands like in all these Marvel films like the weight of the world is in this one person's hand and I think Marvel can't handle that like its stories and its themes can't handle that kind of burden that they try to place on their characters where for Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man, it's like the weight of himself. And it's also combined in New York, so kind of the weight mm-hmm. of New York, but it's it becomes much more manageable. And I think it results in a much more like concrete film. Yeah. Hey, concrete jungle. <laughs> New York. Um, also, so, oh, sorry. There's so many points I want to talk about. Okay. But you just mentioned New York. I want to talk about how um, we are currently recording this um, during the week which the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer was released. Oh, I've heard your opinion. <laughs> okay. Let me know. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm interested in seeing, because in these two films, New York is so pivotal. Like New York is a character in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You think about the train sequence, yeah. think about the bridge sequence in the first one where they're throwing it and they're saying New York is like, Spider-Man is equivalent to New York. You cannot separate them and far from home. They are taking them out of New York Like I don't I can't speak fully but off the bat. I'm like You have me a little apprehensive here because you know spider-man is New York. You can't like yo, but you know uh, People like the first one homecoming and it wasn't entirely in New York, you know had that I had that DC DC, (laughs) trip that yeah, they always have to make it like more than one we're gonna, location. We're gonna put a pin in Homecoming because I want to talk about like the difference in suits and everything. Because okay, oh, yeah, we're, okay, we're, okay, we're, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. New York is very important in these films, um, and I think that's like it's like they realize it more. Like New York is a living place that Spider-Man is like inhabiting. Mm-hmm. Because like if you talk about like he's doing like these heroics, you see all these different like enclaves of New York, yeah, and it's just like. It's so like it's so much more tactile. I was listening to this podcast on the way over here. Um, it's called Blank Check. Oh, Don't check it out because if you check it out, you're gonna be like, I'm not gonna listen to these fuckers anymore. I'm gonna listen to Blank Check. <laughs> Blank Check is great. It's great. <laughs> Blank oh, Check's right. a great podcast. I really like it. Uh, if you like film, definitely check it out. But they were talking about how Batman. Uh, they were doing an episode on Tim Burton's Batman, and that one they're talking about how. It's more the world is more realized than these current Marvel films. Like talk about Asgard. Like what is like what is Asgard and Thor? It's destroyed, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, destroyed, it's, no, it's no, now destroyed. They were talking about like like Asgard has like no like presence. It's just like it's there and then it just gets destroyed. But like they were saying in Batman, I think it applies to the same thing here with Spider Man, is that um, like New York is so great. It's it's, it's literally the environment is as important as like everything else. And it's like a minor, minor um, 
object, no facet of the movie, but uh, it's like, it's still really great, even though it's functioning on a lower level of significance. The New York fits with Spider-Man because just of how like his powers function. I mean, yeah, exactly. The buildings being there is just... Yes, how are you going to exactly. swing through like Paris or something? <laughs> yeah. Eiffel Tower, that's it. <laughs> Apparently there's a rule where you, you, in order to preserve the skyline for the Eiffel Tower, you can't build buildings over a certain height, which is why you have like this very low-lying city that's spread out more. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So Apparently that's the rule. Just bad, on a functionality level. How is Spider-Man going to swing over like four-story buildings? <laughs> bad rule. Anyways. I feel like the supporting characters in the Spider-Man trilogy, like, compared to now Marvel movies, like, you don't really get any characters outside of, like, the main ones. But in this one, like, I can remember... There is, wait, there is only one, and I'm sorry for stopping you, I, but I want you to continue uh, saying that, because I agree with you, except for uh, Michael Pena and Andrew. Oh. That's it. I do agree, though. Yeah, yeah, but, like, I can remember the one guy when he's going into the fire who's like cheering on him on like you realize like the people need spider-man or mm. like <laughs> there's that one lady playing the violin oh, God. uh the problematic scene um, yeah. Yeah. yeah yes that's, yep. that's, 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 that's a that's, that's, that's a scene that i was like eh, <laughs> eh, not really but then there's that Wait, one scene kid I, was as well. of, I was phasing i'm trying it was to this asian lady who was like in a really thick like chinese act like bad chinese accent like singing like spider-man spider-man and she would always just pop up and like pluck and it was like just not good yeah. <laughs> not good but there's Look that kid michael too i think that's his name that like aunt may when she was like packing up and uh she's like he recognizes what a hero is you know what i mean <laughs> damn yeah also on like supporting characters you guys know you guys see uh bill nunn who's like the office assistant at the daily bugle who plays um Radio, uh, what is his name? Radio Raheem and Do the Right Thing. Yes, oh, okay, ma'am. Oh my god, that's where he was from. Yes. I was trying to put that, like, uh, you know, you know, name to the face, but. Oh my god. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. I saw that and I'm like, oh, that's, that's Radio Raheem right there. Uh, who's, who's the main character, uh, main actor in Evil Dead? Because he shows up in. Bill Campbell. Movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, he shows he up, up twice as like two different roles in both three. movies. Three. He shows up three times. In Spider-Man 2? No, he shows up three times in... Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. He shows up three times in the in the spy like each once in each movie is a cameo. First one uh, was, you know, in, in the match, He's call, he calls him the Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, second time he's Second the time he's the usher. The third time he's the guy who's... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, has the trying to give the champagne with the ring in it. Haven't seen the third one. Oh, you haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen yeah. the third one since like I saw it in like 2008 or seven. Like yeah, yeah. To, there was the, yeah, it was the scene where he's about to propose to Mary Jane, basically, and he's the French. He plays a French oh, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that's that a, scene. That's a <laughs> cameo, and I, I appreciate that. You know that Sam Raimi just got. Uh, Bruce Campbell to do a couple yeah. lines in each film. It's pretty fun. Uh, oh, one thing I wanted to say. I know you know you guys haven't seen Spider-Man three because we're talking about Spider-Man two, but honestly, probably gonna rewatch it. It's on Netflix. It's the only one that's on Netflix. It's the only one that's on Netflix. Yeah, what's up with that? 
I'm gonna rewatch it as well. It was on there, but then they took it off. Yeah, and then they put it back on. Oh, did they put it back on again? You know, speaking of this, what I thought. This is a side tangent. But when we recorded the Pulp Fiction podcast, Pulp Fiction has been on Netflix literally ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since like earliest I can remember, like 2011. And then when you wanted to... (laughs) And then when we don't record it, it's gone. It's back on there now. It's back on there. Fuck that shit. I I I listen to your podcast and I'm like, I swear I saw it on Netflix the (laughs) other day. (laughs) And then I look, yeah. I I ended up buying it. So, oh. now I own Pulp Fiction, which well, is not bad. Now you yeah. gave money to Miramax, though, so. Uh, <laughs> that's on your conscience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to say, yes, just one thing I wanted to say about Miramount. Spider-Man. Yeah. Miramount? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a teaser for the next week. Oh, yeah. you're right. Spider-Man's no longer on Netflix. <clears throat> that sucks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we had to buy it on Amazon. Ouch. Ouch. All right. So, yeah, Spider-Man 3. Uh, seeing Spider-Man Two and like the be- you know the beginning part mm-hmm. of Spider-Man yeah. Two where he's like failing it everything, at everything. <laughs> and then Spider-Man Three where he's not failing at everything. everything. He's like, it's just a really nice contrast that he didn't forget the previous movie. Yeah, one. that's like what's great about these films. Like they don't forget one another, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. or they don't get lost with one another. I feel like with mm-hmm. all these Marvel films, like they're all so connected. Yeah, Thor: Dark World. <laughs> you know, like, the thing. Ant-Man is <laughs> Avengers, but. Also, this happened and this happened. You're like, also, Spider-Man apparently didn't die. Oh. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. It's yeah, he's probably feeling pretty good now. Yeah, yeah, because Spider-Man is after Endgame. The timeline is a little bit confusing. Well, like that's yeah, like well, that doesn't matter in these movies. Wait, so yeah. what is, is Spider-Man coming up before Endgame or it's no, coming after, after and yeah. it's after Endgame, like. Kevin Feige was like, the events are after. And Who is a producer? Oh, so Kevin Feige. Is yeah. a producer, yes. So he's been Spoilers. <laughs> that's, I don't know how, like, that's the thing that I always hated about the, like, I never understood the hype for the Avengers Infinity War. Like, people were liking it. And I was like, what is going on? Do they well, not I understand think, that this movie like is, is just, not a movie? They just think you know? it's, you know, payoff. Like, there's so, like 18 films, and then you kind of get a payoff. But there's no payoff. That's there why is I'm, no payoff. It's a movie that's just pointless. So, like, you know, if people like everything people that like happens, happens movies is going to be reversed. Here's a very important point. If you like these movies, don't let my hatred, uh, like, bring it down, okay? I mean, I'm a big enemy of these films, but they do make a lot of money, so I'm clearly in the minority here. But, like, mm-hmm. so with that said, like, the number one thing I was reading when people put, like, Avengers Infinity War on, like, their top ten lists, I'm like, it's like, this is the culmination of ten years of work. I'm like, it's not even over yet. This is, like, <laughs> half of a film. Yeah, that's the thing. It's only it phase five. And half and, or film. phase five or whatever uh, phase they're on. We're on phase... It's, like, the end of phase three. Three, yeah. Oh, and they have, like, seven Phase four is gonna be yeah. after Endgame. Like, we're, we're, like, we're, they're set for, like, phase eight. They're, yeah. like, they planned it. Yes. Disney ain't gonna let this cash cow Yeah, no way. I think it was a mistake, because originally they were gonna do, like, part one and part two, but I feel like it, they should have just kept it. I want a six-hour cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably still wouldn't like it, though, so. No. Mm. no. As long as there's that Squidward joke, then it's automatically a three. I want to start watching Spongebob. <laughs> Because he's smart. He can tell us. He is an intellectual. Uh, (laughs) My parents told me not to watch it. It brought my brain out. (laughs) Wasn't allowed to. My parents wouldn't let me watch um, Rick and Morty. Because they would eat dirt and stuff. (laughs) And they would like 
we literally create scams just to get like job, job breakers. breakers. <laughs> that was like the whole premise is like every episode, what scam yeah. can they pull yeah. on people? Yeah. To get I was job a breakers. PBS kids. I, that's all I had. My parents <laughs> wouldn't pay for anything extra, so I was stuck with you know Clifford and Arthur. Yeah, no, for for us, Arthur means a pretty dang. Oh, Arthur means are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 gone now. I hope they make a comeback soon with a different format. You know. But like the the fist is, yeah, is now being yeah. not being used anymore. It's, yeah. it's like a, it's like Ryan's course. All memes run their course. All the yeah. memes. The, li- the average life cycle. The Drake meme like is still is still going. What's the Drake meme? Oh, the hotline bling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one is going. That's like achieved like transcendental like template status. Yeah, where it's just, like, yeah. It's so easy to apply anything. Yeah, there is a right. Spider-Man version. Well, there's a Spider-Man not like complete version, but like there's a Spider-Man glasses meme which is really nice. So, uh, oh, Peter yeah. Parker oh, yeah, puts, yeah. <laughs> puts yeah. on the That's thing and it's good. Yeah. Well, it's speaking of memes, because really nice. memes power Marvel, I feel like. A lot of memes, po- like, memes yeah. powered Infinity yeah. War. What did memes you get? powered Avengers, yeah. the first one. That yeah. was really, really great. Yeah. This yeah. one, I know this cycle was like. This cycle was. Keep in mind, like, mm-hmm. when the first Avengers came out, memes were still in there. If you look at memes now, oh my god, they were so they were so innocent back then. <laughs> it was like the baby, the baby face. It was like they were always like a singular face with like a spiral of like kind of like a yeah, cartoon. Troll face, yeah, the rage and then comics. just a couple of lines. Yeah, oh, they were so true innocent. story. Uh, with what's his name, the the guy from How I Met Your Mother, uh, Blondie. Barn Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, Barney. That's the name in the, in the yeah, show, yeah, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. memes were different. Now, now, now they're different as well. You what know, if memes existed when this Spider-Man came out. Would you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? I think memes did exist, but not like, like not the at way, the level that it is now. <laughs> not the way that you like we would think of as memes, even in, in their infancy. Because, uh, well, it was like. Like, Spider-Man 2 didn't have that much of an internet connection, but there was like the, the baby gif, you know, like dancing baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a popular thing from, from the late 90s to early 2000s, and that's considered a, a meme. Mm-hmm. Are we meme historians, or are we talking about Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, I was like, yo, I'm, you know, I was into memes for a very long time. That was a lot of my childhood. On the fact that, like, there are... Yo, um, we're we're about to have uh, a little bit, a little bit of Mandela effect from an anecdotal, an anecdotal Mandela effect on this podcast because I want to talk about that in a little bit. But go ahead, you were saying there's like the R slash. You know, you've heard of R slash prequel memes. Yes, yes. It's like the same thing with like Spider-Man. There's, there's oh, Raimi memes. Yes, Raimi. Are there Raimi, Raimi memes? memes? It's amazing. Yeah. I follow it. I love what? it. Raimi memes are great. It's just it's, it's like the holy trilogy. That's it's literally oh Spider Man memes. So. Oh my gosh. I'm gonna I'm that's, gonna upload where I wanna end it. I'm okay. going to I'm gonna upload this uh, podcast. You you don't mind if I upload this podcast to the subreddit of Raimi memes. Probably get us some oh viewers. God. <laughs> I don't even wanna like I don't wanna be a deserve like Reddit people. To be honest, some of them are shit, but the Raimi memes guys are pretty, pretty decent. Oh you know, God. they're gonna, they could be hearing this right now, and like upvoting or downvoting it as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they are gonna search for Spider-Man Two podcast. They love this movie, man. They love I mean, this like, movie. It's yeah. rightfully so. It's one of the best it is. films. It is. Yo, so I have a question, you guys. Have you ever gotten any? I was, I was 
really, I'm really into Spider-Man that I even had like my email notifications for Spider-Man <laughs> Four, and I was like oh. on YouTube every day. I love to watch it, trying to about it. Yeah, trying to see if there's a trailer that dropped, you know. <laughs> and there was one fake trailer with like Carnage. Oh, I remember and that. Then see, <laughs> and then there's also there's also one trailer with Tombstone as well. Uh, that was supposed to happen, but it didn't. Uh, and then, suddenly, one day in like 2000 and... Uh, wait, when was it? This is the date I remember. The date I remember was the date like it was canceled, because this was two weeks before it was canceled. So, could you check? I think it was 2011 that it was supposed to release, and it then got canceled just a little bit before was that. Was it The Amazing Spider-Man 2011? Okay, not then, not that. I don't know. I'm not sure of the date then. I, I thought okay. I think when it might Amazing have been 2009. Spider-Man was announced. If Amazing Spider-Man was 2012. 2012. Yeah, so it's 2011. It's definitely uh, 2011 was, was the initial release date, but they canceled 2010. Amazing Spider-Man or no? Am I completely? No, he, he left. He uh, okay. he he left the. He he was on the you know, like set of Spider-Man Four, and just one day he was like, you know what. Fuck this, I'm out, and you just left the set and never... <laughs> yeah. Sam Raimi. Oh yeah, God. he just didn't want I thought they to. always entered pre-production and they never actually finished it. Or, like, got started. I don't think they ever started. Huh, he was, he was, uh, I, that's what I heard from him. He just stormed off set one day, because they didn't want him to, uh, do, you know, he didn't like the, how the script was going, so... I guess it was pre-production. I don't know. Wow. Um, but they met up at some place, I, I guess it was like a... A studio somewhere. Uh, either way, like right before that announcement, there was a month before that announcement, there was an interview with uh, Tobey Maguire about Spider-Man 4 and he was said, yeah, it's still in production, we're still trying to figure out the script issues, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, out of nowhere, I get this email notification like a couple weeks after that interview of the Spider-Man 4 trailer. <laughs> And I probably hope. Right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> but here's the funny thing. I have a friend as well. Again, anecdotal evidence. All of this is anecdotal evidence. So y'all can take this with a grain of salt, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I asked a friend about this, uh, and he had the same experience. And he's also <laughs> like a huge Spider-Man fan too. So I don't know. Have you gotten an email notification ever well, about Spider-Man, a trailer for Spider-Man 4? I do follow, like, the Marvel Twitter, but, like, back in that, in those days, I didn't really do any of that. But I definitely would, like, constantly search online, and I remember reading about the carnage theory, like, yeah. oh, the symbiote survived right after yeah. that explosion. I'm like, and I actually re-watched it, like... Trying to find out, but no, I don't really remember any of I remember when the Amazing Spider-Man trailer came out, and I actually initially thought that was going to be Spider-Man Same. 4. I'm like, he looks so different. Like, it, I don't like it at all. Yeah. Well, yeah, something like sure. mismanaged. Just like, like, the fact that they didn't make a Spider-Man 4, and the fact that they were on our third Spider-Man in less than, like, two decades, yeah. is, like, indicative of just how bad Sony manages this property. No, yeah. well, no, no, no. So, the issue with the first one, now they're managing it. Poorly, but the issue with the first one was that uh, the producer wasn't making it easy for Sam Raimi to do what he wants. Which is pr- a producer of yours from. Yeah, I guess. Probably down from Sony, right? I can't yeah. say for sure. I'm, I'm not Sony. sure, that's the thing. But like, like he, 
you know, he's he, he's also the producer for Spider Verse too. So I don't know if it's is necessarily. Is So no, it's uh, Amy Pascal. Has, like her fingers and like. Avi Arad. His name is Avi Arad. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he popped up immediately. Yeah, this dude. He's the one who did the Spider-Man trilogy, the original one. I don't know if he's, you know, exclusively Sony, but he also did Venom as well. First of all, I want to ask a question like, what, how do you set up email notifications about, is it like an RSS feed from like Google News or something? Like how- No, 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 there was like, there, there was a Spider-Man uh, page that was just like for Spider-Man 3. And was was like, there just like a website and you just like- Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I just like had, yeah, I just put my email into like many websites and that's why my, my old email is like full of spam now. So, you know, some of these sources, I was, I was doing the shotgun approach to that kind of thing, where I just put my email on anything Spider-Man related, <laughs> and I would get something from that. We're 15 uh, minutes and we gotta get like, we gotta make some more ground. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, let's talk about this one facet, let's talk about the suit, okay? Yeah. Yes. About the homecoming thing, mm -hmm. pulling that out. Uh, the suit is the best. This is the best suit. Yes. Spider-Man suit. Yes. Great suit. Yes. Yeah. The homecoming suit. And they finally, they finally added it to the PS4 game. They did. The yeah. DLC. I love that suit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to put Amazing Spider-Man suit in there either. So. I hope not. The new That's suit, my least favorite. Version. The new suit from Homecoming looks like, I'm going to say, it's, it looks like trash. Yeah. Like, sure. It's like all CG. It's not like they have a, they have an actual real suit that they replace with CGI. <laughs> Huh. There's no definition. Like you see the webs on this one, and okay. it's like it's literally like it's it's raised, right? All the webs on the face, the mask, everything, like a texture to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they tone it down a little bit if the Amazing Spider-Man, but the texture is still there. Yeah. There's like no texture on on the new suit. On the new suit. However, the poster makes it seem like there is, but there isn't. Especially when at a distance. It That's the thing. Yeah. At a distance, you can't do that detail. Right? Mm -hmm. It's like they're like, they're like almost, they're almost like pinstripe lines on the spider, the new Spider-Man suit. Yeah. So, it's like, this, the suit in this one is so much more, uh, like, it's just so much better. It is, it definitely is it better. It feels like a suit, like, that they actually made. That, yeah. It doesn't look dated either, that's the most that, important thing. Yeah. It doesn't look dated, and it's, uh, you know, the shoes are removable. <laughs> yeah, mask and the shoes are removable. So Spider-Man. Looking at an image of the Homecoming suit right now, it's they're not pinstripe suits, but at a distance when you render it on CGI, it's yeah, almost it's indiscernible. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see it. Also, it looks really fake. Like yeah. a lot of times, the CGI on that thing looks really fake. So, just make it like this. This I'm showing you right now does not look good. Like, just make a real suit it that is all CG. It looks like someone just painted it on it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's my take on the Spider-Man suit. I think it's trash. The new one, at least. That's Pretty fair. That's the fair. The old one is just so clean and bold. Like, you can see what's going on on his suit, you know? Where it just, like, I feel like in the new one, it's just like, I only can really remember it's red and blue. Yeah. There's nothing really significant about it. Well, how do you change perfection? That's like, <laughs> You don't. Just... Don't fix it. Like Except I hate that scene where he's in the elevator talking about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. That scene could be cut entirely from the film. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. But which version 
of this the elevator scene. Wait, the one where he's like mm-hmm. the ones no, where he's like crashes up. No, no, because yeah. there's two versions of Spider-Man Two. There's two. There's two point one, which is an extended cut, and the extended cut has a little bit more dialogue in the elevator scene. Mm-hmm. So which one did you guys see? I, I guess the one the from the normal one. one. The I remember yeah. this, and I think I have the version at home with. Uh, the extended one. What's in the extended? Okay, so but I can't you, remember. Uh, it. Did the guy give him a business card? No. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. So that scene is actually. It's a shame that the big, you know, the full version of it got cut in the regular thing because he actually talks about. I really love your image, man. Uh, we could sell hammocks, you know. We could sell a cologne named Thwip. Oh. You know. Yeah. So yeah, just it was a very yeah. nice, funny scene that was just there. For, for comedic help, I, I, so. I think you could probably the, the fact. I don't know if more to a scene I already thought. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's, it's you thought it was cut because you didn't see what was there. No, but you <laughs> talked about adding like yeah. a hammock. That probably it's like that's almost borderlining on the Squidward joke that I don't like. <laughs> but there's nothing uh, like there wasn't any real danger at that moment when he was going down. Like he was just going down the elevator. It was that scene, and the other one is when Harry Osborn discovers the Green Goblin. That's if that would came, this movie came out today, it would have been like in a credit sequence, because you could have just gone from. Um, oh yeah. I, yeah. I could be wrong. I can't recall correctly. I think it's literally Spider-Man leaving or escaping the final sequence, where he does something. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's it's the port scene. There's a scene, a shot of the port, and then it goes straight into. Um, him finding, him finding the suit. But if you take that scene out, it just goes straight to the the marriage sequence of the chapel, uh-huh. which pacing wise may not have been the most like concrete. But if it was, the movie came out today, they would have taken the Harry Osborn scene and thrust it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it also kind of felt out of place too because Harry Osborn's scene had been like kind of resolved at that point. Like he realizes it. We don't ever see. If we were to cut that scene, we wouldn't have seen like what Harry does. So I know why they included it. It's kind of like. Like, what do they do after he discovers that Spider-Man is his best friend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that movie came out today, it would have been like getting credits in place. Mm-hmm. So, and they would have probably Agreed. looked at hanging on like... Until Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned before the cinematography. Yes. Yeah, it really well done. I mean, it's, Marvel it's, films. it's New York, and so it's not really that hard to get like good shots in New York, but... It's funny the Avengers couldn't do it, <laughs> and like that was him. Filmed in Cleveland. To get well, there that you New go. Effect, right? <laughs> yeah. Most of the time they do it in like Atlanta, so Cleveland or Chicago. Oh, Cleveland is most very different from Chicago. Oh, it's like it's not where it's located. That's all I know. Yeah. yeah, I remember when I went to New York last summer. I'm like thinking about this. I, like I visited Doctor Strange's house where they filmed that. And I was just thinking, like, where everything is positioned, and it doesn't really work out. Yeah. Which sucks, because New York is, like, a great city to... There's a lot of stuff within that city. Like, Greg already talked about how it's kind of, like, a character within this film. Like, why lose that? Because he's far from home. Oh. That's far from home. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So I don't don't want to, like, shit on a movie that hasn't come out yet. We haven't, like, addressed, but, like, like I said, right off the bat already like raising concerns, but I'll see what they do. I'll be open-minded. Yeah. Um, but the cinematography in this film, that one thing I think dates itself is how they render Spider-Man. When he swings. Oh, yeah. I was, yeah. Ta- I, was giving shit. Yeah. I was giving shit about Homecoming looking fake. 
because they rendered the CGI suit like pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, this film is they use more. If you notice, they try to like try to cut in as much mm -hmm. practical as they can. Yeah. yeah. But there are scenes like especially in the Frank Doc Ock that it looks like CGI and it doesn't age well. But it's like 2004. Yeah. Yeah. That water scene at the end. Remember the water effect when Doc oh yeah Ock when Doc Ock sinks, sinks. It feels like he's like sinking on air. Yeah. Because like they can't. They just. I like, didn't notice. I was watching a bad. I was watching uh, a DVD version, and I'm pretty sure the DVD was from like when it was released, so the uh, compression is bad. Yeah. And, like, I think it has something to do with the upscaling because there's a lot of noise, not grain, noise in the image. Huh. Yeah, is it? Isn't it? Was it shot on digital mainly, or? Mm, Sony was pushing digital at this time. Sony's the first one to use the big digital camera, and that's what you get in Star Wars. Uh -huh. I'm not sure if it was shot. We'll go to IMDb about that. <laughs> Continue talking as I look it up. The helicopters yeah. are pretty bad in my opinion. Like just, mm -hmm. I felt like anytime he was swinging, mm -hmm. it kind of like... I don't want to give shit because it's a 2004, like 2004. I don't know, some, some of the swinging was pretty good though. It was some, pretty yeah. impressive compared like, to... Cause some I, of the, swinging the beginning like and the end swing. were the worst in yeah, my the opinion beginning, was swinging. Like, anything that happened in the daytime when he was swinging, Kind of felt off. Like, yes, but yeah. nighttime swinging. The nighttime swinging was fine. I mean, yeah, but like anytime he was swinging in the morning, I was just like, oh my god, this is not great. Yeah, I. It definitely hasn't aged well. I don't remember. I mean, obviously, I was a kid, but I don't remember it being quite that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah, but it's still, they still give us the train scene, which is the train uh, scene's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is a very memorable scene. Yeah. Probably one of the best sequences in just mm -hmm. Supergirl yeah. films. Yeah, films like ever. the whole thing. Yeah, and that's just you know they try to recreate it all the time. They try to recreate it in, in Homecoming, in Homecoming and it. They have an no. Easter egg in the video game PS4. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they also had the uh, the Easter egg in, in oh, Spider Verse. Spider Verse, yeah. And that was I appreciate that, but I I still don't appreciate them not giving it to uh, Tobey Maguire for for Peter Parker. The film was shot on. It was shot on film. Oh, shot on nice. Film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a little more. Really Which is weird because Sony is like one of the pushing digital. They yeah. push. They were like one of the people that pushed digital. But so how would this like they did they just overlay the CG over the? I'm not gonna get the technical specs. That's kind of weird. I yeah. think they that's have to like they have to scan impressive. the film and then they take it to the computer. Yeah, 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 probably. So I'm not gonna be like an expert or dive into that because <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. But yeah. Um, Train sequence. Let's talk about that train sequence, right? Oh, that, that is great. So good. Mentioned so it before about like how it's in New York. It's like New York coming alive because they're like, you, if you're gonna have to get through Spider-Man, you're gonna have to get through me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eventually, they don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but you know the, the gesture was there. Um, it's it's like obviously evoking some Jesus Jesus imagery. Yes. Yeah. So, they even yeah. recycle it in Homecoming with him holding the boat together, but it's yeah. not so okay. But at that point, you're like, okay, you're just copying. You're not trying to like, yeah. whatever. Jesus imagery is like really common in superhero films, especially with Zack Snyder shit. He yeah. uses it yeah. a lot in Watchmen. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Definitely uses it in Man of Steel, and he definitely uses it in Batman v Superman. It's like their whole like. Zack Snyder uses it as like a god complex. Here, he's using it more as like a savior. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like they take. It's like they're taking Spider-Man after he stops the train. They're like taking him off the cross and they're like carrying mm -hmm. his body yeah. across like the crowd. Mm -hmm. So, um, but it it is like a sense of like stakes and urgency that you don't really get with like most superhero films. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and like he does save the day, like fine, but he's like. 
the whole set piece is great, right? Yeah. There is like a play with expectations, right? The superhero never fails. And I don't think, like, I think like something like Mission Impossible Fallout plays with expectations because it presents failure. So you kind of don't know if he's going to succeed or not. Like, does this film present failure? I don't think it does. It just presents like Tobey Maguire's inability to like, or Spider-Man's inability to like retain the responsibility. No, he, he does fail times where he can't shoot the web. You know, he also... But like, does that present like, I don't think that was danger? like a failure, right? Does that, that like present a danger to... We're talking in very like theoretical, abstract notions because it changes from person to person. Of what you yeah. think is this I think he on. definitely fails to resolve his issues with like Harry. Like, yeah. I mean, he's doing his best to like um, resolve them, but at the same time, it's like... He goes back to being Spider-Man. He's like, I don't have time to deal with you. Like, I have to go save. I don't think the city. it just doesn't. It doesn't present him ever. Like, there's no point in the film where you're like, oh, Spider-Man's gonna not win. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's that point in that film. Yeah, I think um, the set piece though is very well constructed, right? Yeah, it, it's presenting a time pressure. Time in any film just makes things all automatically more. Yeah, like Mission Impossible Fallout end sequence where it's all time based. Yeah. Um, time in general just makes things more stressful um, because you have to perform under pressure and as you keep inching closer he does kind of like false successes where he shoots his webs first and then like the buildings rip apart mm-hmm. or it's like one indication of like failure within the sequence but not prior to that yeah. um, I think it's just a really well executed sequence of a set piece mm-hmm. um, and it is like like you mentioned, it's him getting his mojo back because this is after Doc Ock throws the car through the cafe window, mm-hmm. which is great. I think it's a great. That's a great scene too. Yeah, that scene just encompasses like what makes this film like good. There's like stakes. It feels believable. It tackles like an issue that's not necessarily just I'm gonna save the day, but also tackles like it's like. He needs saving just as much as we yeah. need saving. Yeah. We were talking about, me and we were talking this on the way home from club meeting on Thursday about like Spider Man is like just one of the most uh, relatable heroes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thor so, is not relatable. Yeah, like no god. one is a god who is like ripped beyond belief. And that's part of the reason why like superheroes are like so hard to connect with and like yeah. because they're just so otherworldly, right? Mm hmm. Spider-Man is just like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Batman works to some degree because he is just a normal person who just happens to be rich. Yeah. And like, super, Batman works as he's like, he's grounded in like his own world. And uh, Spider-Man does the same thing as he's just like kid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone can relate to choice. Everyone can relate to like having a responsibility. Like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like when you sign up to do something and like, for me, when I'm at school and I'm like managing several other things that I sign up to do, and I'm like freaking the hell out, and it's like, how do you manage that responsibility? Yeah, I mean, like it is a very uh, relatable theme. It's not like we're talking about like Thor saving mm-hmm. Asgard, yeah. Thor mm-hmm. trying to like escape uh, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or like Tony Stark dealing with like depression in Iron Man Three because he's rich and now he's sad because. The <laughs> nuclear bomb almost killed him or something. Yeah. PTSD or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, like, I guess you could say Tony Stark is like the Batman, right? But Tony Stark is like 
the way they frame Tony Stark is like not the same. They don't frame Tony Stark in the same way they frame Spider-Man or they frame Batman. Yeah, no. Yeah. Tony Stark is just to address that point for the one the the listener out there that's like like really? um, actually Iron Man normal person too. I just think they present him more as a human rather than like I mean there is Jesus imagery but he's not like Also the uh, the rich playboy that he presents Tony Stark is Iron Man. Right, the yeah. rich playboy that Batman presents himself is like a facade for who yeah. he is. Yeah, it's not actually who he is. He just kind of does that to like lead people on a different trail. Yeah, yeah. So he is more relatable than like Tony Stark. He's like, I just bought this restaurant, get out, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he did that. Uh, well, no, that didn't. Christian Bale does that. Yeah, he does that. He does that. I bought this hotel. Yeah. He doesn't have like. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel yeah. you. I feel you. Uh, but doesn't like Tony Stark just change a little bit, you know? In the first, in the first movie, he makes it. It actually is. That's like his whole arc in the first one. Yeah. Is that he's yeah. like this asshole, and he tries to become like better person. Better. Like, yeah. He gets like. He's and then that's it. Top, and he gets knocked to the bottom. Oh, and Spider-Man Three has that. Uh, not Spider. Iron Man Three. He has that thing with that little kid as well. I haven't seen it. I remember being so outraged by that movie. It's, just, it's a Shane Black film. I like Shane Black because he did the nice guys. Yeah. But like, they made the Mandarin like they literally made oh, the Mandarin like terrible a homeless person. They use the off the street and they like pay them. That is who the Mandarin is. They like it's a it's like a it's a fake out. It's a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean like in, 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 in the context of the movie, not the actual actor. Movie no, the actual actor. It's my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Kingsley, like, yo, Ben like, Kingsley's a homeless person now. Yeah, like, he does. <laughs> and then they bring him on, like the the actual villain who's like, um, what's his name? Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce, who's the actual villain, and he has like, he has like, he's like a lava monster or something <laughs> that like, mutates or something. I don't even know. Yeah, this is CG goop. CG villain. It's whatever. Like they hype up the Mandarin so much in the marketing, they make it like this huge reckoning for Tony Stark, and then and they like psych it out, and they make it like this comedy, this point of comedy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh Shane. Well, I didn't know Shane Black. Like I didn't. I wasn't aware of like his like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang phase or anything like that. Yeah. And he hadn't made the Nice Guys yet, so that's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is pretty good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I watched the first like 20 minutes and I fell asleep. But that's not that's not you gotta, you gotta that's not the problem though. I I always start movies. And fall asleep, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I always start, start movies and never finish them. Same happens here. At least, it happens at least maybe like twice I start or three times. Because I late at night and then stuff happens that prevent yeah. me from continuing mm-hmm. to watch it, like staying up until five o'clock in the morning. But this is a Spider Man podcast, yeah. and we're not going to talk about Iron Man anymore. Yeah. So, uh. I mean, like. Spider Man? Yeah. Spider-Man. Two? Fantastic film. Yeah. That's trying to think of anything else more. Oh, I want to talk. Shit. That's part fine. One Whatever. I want to talk about like Christian Dunn's character because I've been watching. I'm doing a uh, Sofia Coppola run right now. And you did oh, Marie Antoinette. Marie Antoinette yeah. I've seen Virgin Suicides. I've seen Marie Antoinette. Well, I currently the- have the Beguile rented from the library. Huh. Um, the Beguile, yeah. Uh, and mm, there's another movie, Sofia Coppola and Kristen. No, that's not. I'm thinking of something else. Thinking Christian Dunn. Yeah. So I'm seeing her as like, it's weird me seeing her as Mary Jane now because I'm like in this Sophia Coppola mode where I'm seeing her in these different personas. It was also very estranged when Mary Jane, I can't make sure I get these names right, 
because we got Christian Stewart, Christian Dunst, Mary Jane. I got a, like, they're all in my brain now. It's like, mm -hmm. uh, it's mm -hmm. like the Inception thing where you mentioned elephant. If you mentioned elephant, you think about elephant, right? No, if you say don't think about an elephant. Oh, yeah. They don't you think, think about, about an elephant. Yep. And now they're all floating in my brain. But when Mary Jane is on stage doing the little performance and she's in that period piece setting, I'm oh like, my God, like, I'm like nervous. Same. It's like Rinse went out Same. Right here. <laughs> I don't know. But she, it, it was just, it was uh, weird for me to see her in this role. Because, like, this is her, I guess, her Great. big blockbuster role. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that makes her like a household name, I assume. I was a kid during this. That's how Same. I know her from Spider Man. That's yeah. I think most people do. Like, that's I don't how, think that's anyone's like, James Franco. Franco. James Franco is the only reason I know is for Spider Man. Bad man. Hey, that made him big. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I want to say one thing about uh, Mary. I like the character Mary Jane. I feel like uh, Kirsten Dunst uh, should have been Gwen Stacy instead, and Bryce Dallas Howard should have been Mary Jane. I can see it a little bit. Yeah. I Bryce Dallas the Howard. Bridge yeah, 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 yeah. The bridge scene from the first one that's supposed to be Gwen Stacy in the comics. Yeah. So that is. Supposed to I don't be know. I think she did like a fine I think she's job. The best I think she's emotional character. Yes, I agree. Movie. I agree. I like, think Toby kind of way too monotone. On, on yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, Toby. Uh, he is monotone in that like he doesn't you know he doesn't voice his emotions. However, that well. however, no, no, no. I, his face, his face when like shit happens to him that is not good. It's just. Perfect, because it's like, you know he's pissed. <laughs> I, you know he's just so pissed. I never got that. I, I hate his expressions. Oh, yeah, like the train scene. Like, I absolutely hate yeah. his expressions. Oh, he cries well, though. Toby um, Maguire was the narrator in The Boss Baby. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Okay. No. But I really like Toby Maguire and, like, the Cider House rules. I think he does a good job there. Cause I, just, I think... He's not his like emotional spectrum isn't quite right for Peter Parker. Like I, I feel yeah, like I he's agree. supposed to be more happy go lucky. Well, no, no. You have you seen Brothers? Uh, I have not. You gotta check out Brothers. <laughs> that's like, that's him like dark, you know, like <laughs> angry. But that doesn't fit. I feel like Spider Man. Well, it in does. my vision, not doesn't fit Spider Man, but it does. It, he oh, can for, do probably it. for the movie. Yeah. yeah, I'm not hot on a lot of the delivery that Tobey Maguire yes, does, and I same. think that's kind of why. You don't see him become take on these leading roles as much in like even now you don't he's see him been, in a lot of roles. He's only producing yeah. now. He hasn't started well, anything. Actor. Yeah. No, he well. Boss no, Baby twenty seventeen. Okay. Pawn Sacrifice. Yeah, 2014. that's the thing. Pawn Sacrifice had a lot of uh, you know uh, acclaim, like critical acclaim for. Uh, that's five years ago. For for his uh, for his uh, performance. No, it wasn't five years. He's in twenty fourteen. Great in, Gatsby remake. That's twenty thirteen. He's in Labor was Day, which it, was is it the in, Jason Wright. Was it actually 2014 for Pawn Sacrifice? I'm pretty sure yeah. it was 2015, like, release instead of, uh, but 2014, like, festival run, probably. Well, it's still four years. Like, he hasn't yeah. been in anything other than Boss Baby. <laughs> like, you can, like, count, like, on your two hands everything he's done in the last, like, um, since, like, 2000. Since he got the role of Spider-Man, you can count, like, on two hands. Which mm -hmm. is weird, because I think he can reach that, like, the able to deliver like these punchy jokes in a well mm -hmm. way like uh, it's i don't particularly like this film but pleasantville like it, he shows that he can deliver like these type of lines but he i just feel like or like 
yeah, these type of lines are like the happy-go-lucky kind of attitude, but oh, just in this film, it does not click. Like, I just think... Jesus Christ, he's in Cats and Dogs. <laughs> That's what I said! I That's what I said! But we're connecting. Hey, listeners at home, before we filmed this podcast, we were talking about... Um, we had recorded an episode of the Congress, and we got on a tangent that you can listen to later about dog movies. <laughs> yeah. We are really number yeah. one number one podcast on we know. the University of Washington talking about movie a movie podcast about dogs. But we got on a tangent about dog movies and one of the movies that came up was Cats and Dogs. Now, an hour later, we're coming back to this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> I remember that as a kid though. Like yeah. Yeah. He plays Lou the Beagle. Yep. Which is like the main uh, character. Uh, yeah. See? He has range. Mm, yeah, yeah. I yeah. like my actors with rage. <laughs> Toby Maguire deserves I, just, I don't know. It's he like just a lot of how he reacts in this film just didn't come off the right way, and that's why I have like I'm just like uh, Kirsten Dunst is probably the best. Isn't Brothers the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal? They look. Uh, they do kind of look alike. They do, <laughs> do kind of look alike. No, because here's the thing. Don't you throw Actually, a beard yo, on both of yo, them? you said this before, I think, but. Toby Maguire was not supposed to do Spider-Man 2 because he was asking for a much oh, bigger yes. paycheck. So you know who they were going to get as? Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. That was a replacement for Spider-Man at that time. He was like ready to go too. And to be honest, I don't know, maybe. Maybe, I maybe. don't know. I like this movie I mean, a lot. Jake Gyllenhaal is still, a better still actor than My second Maguire. favorite superhero. I faced out because I was looking at the IMDb. Did you say Jake Gyllenhaal was supposed to be Spider-Man 2. No, no, not Spider the original. He was supposed to be Spider-Man 2 because Tobey Maguire uh, wanted the bigger... replaced the main role. Yeah, yeah. because, he because Tobey so Maguire wanted money. so much money for... That would explain why Tobey Maguire became a poker game player. Yeah. Uh, fun fact goes at home. Yeah. There's a movie called Molly's King. It came mm -hmm. out two years ago, directed by Aaron Sorkins. In the movie, there is a person called Player X who's played by Michael Sarah. Player X, in the book, if you was to go online, it's not, like they make it a big like secret because they don't want to like... Reveal the identity. If he's Google Player X Molly's game, it, it's Tobey Maguire. He goes, wow, to, okay, that makes him cooler. He goes, no. these illegal poker, cool. he goes to these illegal poker rings where he's betting like, like tens of thousands of dollars. Like the buy-ins can be upwards of like $15,000. Yeah, like the point of his character is just like, he likes watching people suffer. Yeah, because he'll take people to like, he'll keep betting people up and he just doesn't like, and he talks shit a lot. Yeah, 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 but I mean, it's like, you know, uh, when, pe when, when people do it in poker competitions, no one no one gives a shit. But, but it's also it's, legal. As it's soon legal. as it's... It's like a game. <laughs> yeah. As soon as it's not, yeah. Um, That's not why I hate it, but I'm just saying, like, it's he's like, he's operating literally in these penthouse apartments where they're doing poker rings. Yeah. With Tobey Maguire. Um, do we know how much money he made off this movie? Do we? I don't, I don't, I don't know, know, actually. We could check the percentage. Toby... I think he might, if he, if he took the percentage, it might be the, the best thing. Burned. <laughs> I think my biggest problem is that I feel like he's too... He looks too old for the part. Like, he's supposed to look like a, a high schooler or just out of high school. And I feel like... But every, everyone, everyone in this, yeah. everyone in that Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. that Spider-Man looked much older. Like, At least they're consistent. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. But like, <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland look like, looks like he fits the part much better at least. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of the comics, yes. Yeah, I do yeah. agree. I do agree. But I, still, like, to Toby still has that 
pathetic look to him. Oh yeah, it's yeah. he looks like no, a baby thing. He's but, a baby. But thing. that's the thing. It's not that. It's also like he he looks like he's down all the time. Yeah, that's true. And so that really fits too. That really fits mm-hmm. the tone, but like a lot of like the one-liners that. He, they want him to deliver. Yeah, just, pizza time. Yeah, like pizza time. I was just like, okay, cool, that's funny, but like, you don't deliver it that well. He's definitely the oldest looking Spider-Man of the three, yeah. but like, I don't hold it against him. I'm like fine with it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Especially because the themes matter way more. Yes, yeah. He's in college now, so it's okay. Yeah. He's yeah. not in high school anymore. His yeah. professor is way too nice to him for not submitting late papers. Oh man, yeah. Which my professors were that kind. He's brilliant, but he's lazy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> how about Parker? Did you give him a chance? <laughs> okay. Uh, Maguire received a larger payday for Spider-Man 2, reportedly $17.5 million up front. Wow. 5% on the back end. Oh my god. Bro, he's rich. He's just, he's he's doesn't, rich. He doesn't even yeah. need to he do anything. Like, yeah. He's rich. Um, <laughs> so 5% on the back end of like, I guess. What does back end mean? Does that mean like ticket sales or does that mean like after a certain weeks? I don't know. I don't know actually. It might be like whatever. Well, probably the movie like made from the profits. I think it's from the profits. Yeah. Let's see here. He made seven, the movie made 783 times 0. 0.05. That is $39 million. No, but that's, I don't think it's exactly 39. I think it's like the only the profits, so not just the... It's probably right. Because yeah. yeah. Back end is like a very specific term. But, but how much does that mean? Yeah, that movie probably costs way less than whatever yeah. it is. It's like Keanu Reeves with The Matrix. Keanu Reeves yeah. is fucking rich because of The Matrix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will Smith was supposed to be oh, the Neo. Matrix. Will yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. Instead, he did Wild Wild West. <laughs> Very good, bad movie. Yeah. Um, so, just final, final thoughts, quick final thoughts. <sighs> One of the better superhero films makes me really jealous of what we're getting, or makes me really envious of like, you know, the courtesy they gave to this film. Uh, In comparison to the ones right now. To what we're getting now, which is kind of like, they like, whenever they're making a new superhero film, like, here's the template, or they're like, oh, here's the prior film script, just change some words around, and like, new set piece or whatever. Mm-hmm. Makes me kind of like, I'm like, oh, I wish they were like this. Then again, Sony like, ends up fucking this up, like, warily. Mm-hmm. Now we have like a third Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the third one yet, so I can't, I can't give it a fresh uh, perspective in terms of like how I compare to these first two, which I think are really good. Slightly dated, uh, well done. Suits great. Kirsten Dunst, I can't see. Another than Marie Antoinette and Sofia Coppola films. Um, You're gonna hate Topher Grace if you watch Spider-Man three, though. Well, now that that's it's like on Netflix, memory. I don't know if I want to buy it. That's, that's I have the, the I have the Blu-ray at home. You have the Blu-ray? Just, yeah, just when get a shit. The reason why I have uh, Spider-Man three is because when I bought my PS three back in like two thousand eight, it wasn't selling very well because it was like five hundred dollars. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of the selling points is that if you bought it, you could do like a rebate where they would send you five Blu-rays so like go with it. I know it was Spider-Man three, so that's how. I <laughs> that's actually a good deal, to be honest. That was that was a great investment. Uh, well, no, actually, let's not get into that. Let's okay. not get into that. <laughs> let's not get into console yeah. history because yeah. that's also something I'm very interested in. Yeah. But yes, final, final thoughts. thoughts. Um, I mean, yeah, a lot of agreement with like Greg. I, it makes me kind, yeah, kind of envious that everything's just overstuffed now. Where I feel like Spider-Man Two, it was like one of the souls superhero movies at that time, and it just felt more special and mm-hmm. more 
like unique and yeah. now everything just feels the same and even if you go back to this film like it feels more unique and more like it just feels like it's more than what we're getting offered now where it's just like here's 500 million dollars do what you want it's gonna probably make a shit ton of money and it has the same formula mm -hmm. and yeah have fun with that and i just feel like with this movie it tackles way more serious things it Oh, it's cleaner. I can see what's going on. I don't get a headache every time I'm done with watching these types yeah. of Spider-Man, anything that Spider-Man 1, 2, or 3. Mm -hmm. And yeah, overall, one of my favorite superhero films. So for me, top three superhero movies are uh, Unbreakable, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Verse. And Spider-Verse is a recent addition oh, just, yeah, because, yeah, of, yeah. just because it hits at Spider-Man, the original one. Um, I really love this movie. Again, this is obviously biased because I, I always loved Spider-Man since the start and even watching it now, even though I see like the datedness of it, you know, like all the uh, slightly bad CG, I don't care. Yeah, same. I honestly same. don't care. I like this movie regardless. It's just so good in my opinion. and. Yeah, it, it deals with stuff that is shot well. That's something that's very, that I appreciate a lot. It actually, you know, has a person working on the camera, you know, like not just moving it around all over the place just to see all the CG. Mm -hmm. What is everyone's favorite superhero? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut my eyes up. What is everyone's favorite superhero film? Yeah, I said Unbreakable for I me. think Spider-Verse, no. no. Mine's oh. always Dark Knight. Like, Dark Knight That's fair. Oh, no, shit. I always forget that is a superhero I like film. Dark Knight, but I don't think that Dark Knight as an overall is better than Spider-Man 2. I like Joker, though, so much. Mm -hmm. Heath Ledger yeah. is probably the best performance, like, as a super villain ever. Uh -huh. It's probably, the for me, it's probably the most, like, it's, it's a cliche, it's like Dark Knight, but, like, also, like, Christopher Nolan's great. Mm -hmm. It's just sad that like a lot of like people say like oh my favorite movie is Inception or The Dark Knight and then because like that is it's a great film but it's also like one of the most selected films by like people. Insomnia is the best Nolan film. Yeah, that's wait, but yeah. I agree. Hold on. Wait, wait, so what? Insomnia. Haven't seen it. It's best Nolan film. No, I haven't <laughs> seen it. Okay, see y'all gotta see that movie. It's I think it's Dark Knight is just so good that I Dark forget Knight. it's a superhero film. Yeah, it kicks so much ass. It's so good. So Except it doesn't end on a right note. I, I really hope it ended on a different thing. Oh. The Two-Face two stuff was just a, an addition that wasn't that good. I kind of agree with that because then once once the Joker thing is resolved, yeah. it goes oh, on yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. I do like the monologue by Commissioner Gordon about I do like that a I lot. Do, yeah. but, but I do agree with how it feels like he was just in, yeah, yeah. I digress. Great film, though. Mm -hmm. Should have been the villain for the next one, really. Should have been... Two-Face? Yeah, he should have just been the forgotten, movie. like, yeah. in a coma or something. And then wakes yeah. up, like, after... I've the end, stuff. yeah. That would have been so much better. Anyways, final thoughts. Oh, I um, What's your yeah. favorite superhero film? First, yeah. Favorite okay, you know, I like all Marvel films. I do recognize that Ooh. they're not quite up <laughs> to the standards of a lot of people. But, uh, let's see, we're not a lot of I'll go with Spider-Verse, because that's, I love Spider-Verse, like the animation style, the story, I 
you know. I'm a big it's great. Fan of Spider Verse. I like Spider Verse, which is amazing because it came from Sony, who makes a lot of shit. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was shocked. <laughs> my, letter, my letterbox review is like the best superhero film in years. Dot 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 came from Sony, <laughs> which is pretty. I guess pretty shocking because they made Venom, which is like unbelievable. It's a good bad film. In my it's an amazing. Bad How did it make it so much money? How does it make so much money? It's, it's hilarious. It's, it's actually a, hilarious. It's like a, it's funny. If you see I how they market it in China and Japan, crazy. Like I could not believe. I, when I went to Japan over the summer, billboards everywhere. Like I went on the subway, plastered. Like that film was marketed for those people. Yeah, no, perfectly. It's, it's just a dumb film, really, and that's it's all. Like it, a, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't try to be more than like it tries to be more, but it doesn't really it doesn't, try to be I, more than that. Also, Venom was like this weird character, like if you were on the school ground, and like, it was, like <laughs> right, if you're on the school, like you're on the playground, right, everyone likes Spider-Man, especially like when I'm in middle school, because like we're all talking about like Spider-Man, uh, like the Raimi Spider-Mans are like all the rage right now, especially when Spider-Man mm -hmm. comes around. If you saw someone who like was wearing a Venom shirt, you're like, that kid is weird. <laughs> and then you you knew someone was like an actual like psychopath that they like they didn't wear a Venom shirt, but they wore a Carnage shirt. Well, and then you're like, I got a Carnage shirt now. Oh, I mean, not wearing it, but no, no, I mean, not like we. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, someone like no Carnage over like Spider-Man, you're like, this kid is like. Someone like get him some help. <laughs> it is not normal, like carnage. I think the crazy people in my elementary school were like the ones who wore Deadpool stuff. That is also weird. Like, <laughs> yeah. Deadpool is not a kid, like a kid-friendly thing for like. No, it's no, 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 no. Yeah, it is. Oh shit! With you, Wilson is carnage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Anyways, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Like, carnage is literally venom, but like attached to like a serial killer body. Yeah. I don't know anything about the comics, like, people don't get up in arms. If, if you ever post this on the Reddit, like, people are gonna, like, rip me apart for, like, shitting on Carnage. No, no, they, they dislike the Carnage, uh... Well, you, they, you're, the you're Raimi just memes, on, like, Raimi memes only care about the Spider-Man films. They don't really care that much about the comics. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, like, they only care about the Raimi films. That's yeah, true, true fans. True fans, <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, yeah, they'll probably love it. Either way, um, final thoughts. Oh, I think, you know, I definitely think that the original trilogy, there's more emotional stakes, which I like a lot more than current Marvel films. I think it's more just action. Um, so I think this one, you know, stands the test of time a lot more. And I always enjoy watching them, and it's what got me into the whole superhero series. All right. Yeah. That's... Long live right. Raimi Spider-Mans. Yeah, we finally. Yeah. So, uh, just one thing before we end this. Uh, the previous, if if any of you care, actually, the previous episode, I didn't have any Spider-Man reference. Oh, and. That's because of this. <laughs> but it's gonna come out after, so like the, the yeah. meme is over. Yeah. It's broken. This will come out before. Uh, before the oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So like. So you can't say the previous podcast. The previous podcast is The Rival. Oh! Did you not mention Spider-Man? I did mention Spider-Man and The Rival, that's what I'm talking about. Meme's oh. dead. I'm oh. still thinking, no, hey, not Meme's dead, because now, now we <laughs> have the episode. Dead. The bit is dead. Yo, it was just, it was just dead. a... <laughs> this whole bit's turned into an episode. <laughs> this whole bit turned into an episode, that's the thing. And so we're going to end it here. Uh, there's not going to be any more Spider-Man references, because 
that's what the plan was to come and <laughs> get Spider-Man Two, and we can't let it die. Can't let it die. Yeah. And we find, hey, you know, if it, but now from now on, it's just gonna come naturally. I'm not gonna try and force it, <laughs> uh, which I was trying to do for the previous ones. Perfectly balanced as all things. <laughs> <laughs> great meme. Great meme. Yeah. Great meme. Yeah. Thanos did nothing wrong. All right. <laughs> all right. That should do it. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, superhero action-packed hour and a half long podcast. Uh, it's going to be a bit less than that, but yeah. You can find it. It will be when I'm done doing my bit here. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at UW Film Club. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at, like Film literally Club at the at symbol. At Film Club UW. Yeah. New episode of the podcast goes up every Monday. You can get us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google, yeah, Google Play. Please use our Amazon Smile link, our Freshly, our Blue Apron, Casper Mattress, Wix Movement Watches, Mac Weldon. Fun fact: When I was browsing the internet, I don't ever search for Mac Weldon, but I got ads for Mac Weldon when I was on. I am looking up Tony McGuire's page. <laughs> this movie. So someone's listening, listening to me right now. Um, that should do it from this week. Thank you, Isaac, so much for coming on to talk about this great movie. We've been like bidding for a while. Uh, so uh, yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank thanks. you for having me. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Hope to see you next time. Bye. Peace.